we're probably in the best place in the world for bourbon, but we might also be in the worst place in the world because we have so many right near us, but then at the same time, there are so many people that are looking for it around here that if you're not up early, you're, uh, you know, you're gonna miss out. Hello, and welcome to The Mashup. This is your place for all things bourbon talk. As always, we are your hosts, Michael Kenny, Anthony Limperos, and Stephen DeLucia. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, what's going on, fellas? A- Anthony, um, before we get started today, we, we missed you last week. Michael and I traveled down to Florida and uh, went to um, a college bowl game, football game. We had a nice time. We had a nice time down there. We looked around a little bit at the bourbon scene down there. And, how, uh, how was it? Can you give me any good... Uh, well, how was the game and how was the bourbon scene? Well, the game turned out great. Cats won, UK won, so that, that helped. We stopped in a couple places and uh, checked out the bourbon scene. Uh, we left one place pretty disappointed, but we left a, a ne- another place pretty enthused. We got to meet a couple people that were you know, into, the, into bourbon, and they were excited to meet us, being from Kentucky, um, seeing our shirts. And uh, so they wanted to talk about it, which was awesome. We got a few uh, free tastes out of it, uh, free pours of picks that they had there at their, uh, at their store. So it was cool. It was fun. That's awesome. I, I'll tell you what, I would have rather been with you guys down in Jacksonville. I was up here in Kentucky, and it was pretty darn cold. Um, but oh, it was so nice thing. down there. Felt good to have feel eighty degrees again. Well, we um, we have a new bottle tonight. We are going to dive into a Weller Special Reserve, the Green Label Weller. Fantastic! And well, before we get to tasting here, I'm going to give you some specs about the bottle. And so, this is a very well-known bottle. Um, Weller Special Reserve has has got an ongoing release, but the bottle that we're drinking tonight is from 2018. It's distilled at Buffalo Trace. It has an ABV of 45%, 90 proof. It's non-age dated, but it's rumored to be uh, between four and seven years old. It's the mash bill as the Buffalo Trace weeded mash bill, and it carries a price of around $25 at retail. Um, before we get to tasting this, though, I want to go through some quick brand history, the people that are just getting into bourbon, um, something that I found out pretty early on and has intrigued me ever since, is that the one of the most famous names in bourbon, uh, of course, William Leroux Weller, or William Leroux Weller and Sons, uh, merged with the Stitzel, um, AP Stitzel Distillery, which we have a classic bourbon distillery called Stitzel Weller, and, of course, the history goes that uh, Julian Pappy uh, Van Winkle worked as a traveling salesman for uh, uh, Stitzel Distillery. And so this bourbon that we're drinking, although it's the entry-level weeded uh, bourbon from Buffalo Trace, actually is the same mash bill that is used in Van Winkle products. Of course, as it all being now distilled at Buffalo Trace, it's all coming from the same lineage. But um, it's pretty fun when you find out the history and know that even though, uh, you know, a lot of people have strong opinions about this bourbon, it does carry a long history and one that's very storied. And, of course, in today's bourbon market, anything that has the name Van Winkle anywhere close to it uh, ends up being uh, something that everyone is chasing after. We've had this before. 
And even now, um, like you said, I've got this back, this bottle back in 2018. So now it's been two and a half, three years since I've had this bottle. It's a big boy, so, and we've been trying other things, so it's still not finished, but we're working, we're getting close. When you go into a store, I mean, you still look for a Weller in a way, on the shelf or on a table. So like you said, it's there's still a lot of attraction towards just the name. And if you see it, I mean, you almost have to buy it. I agree 100%, and yeah. I mean... Everybody uh, loves the Wellers. Winners. What's that? Everybody loves the Wellers. They always got to put the <laughs> S on the end, too. That's true. It's There's no S. <laughs> there's no S, but everybody on the social media always loves to put the S much to the dismay of everyone else on social media. And there are just, let's just talk real quick about this bottle. Um, I, I mean, I've been talking about it, but you know, there are screw tops and then there are screw tops and this might be the cheapest screw top I've ever seen. Like, I feel like you can just squeeze that thing and it's just gonna, you'll never get it back on the bottle. Like, you know, give me a, it's just crazy to think that such a, sought after name has such a cheap top you know um you think it just because it could just be because it's the 1.75 liter instead of the uh, the 750s have those the fist yeah and it's weird that that and this one and the um weller 12 has never gone away from the screw top you know the owa now has a cork and so does uh you know all the other ones the fancier ones now but i don't know just cheap but if you can yeah, find it, it's prior still- to the that cap has actually been very controversial. So I'm glad you brought it up. There's been a lot of stories of people ruining their Weller caps over the years because they're basically, if you take it off, it's pretty cheap foil cap. Right. And um, I don't know. I've never ruined one, but uh, I'm sure if I ever did, I would probably have to pour the bird into decanter, figure out some way to close the top of that thing up. So that's a good point. Yeah, I've got one at home that um, I got the I got the the weller in the mail and it the screw top kind of came off you know in the mail and so it just like spins now you know it doesn't even you know so it was kind of nothing came out of it i didn't lose any of it but i also can't it's also not sealed so you know it's one of those things i'm sorry did you say you got the bourbon in the mail i mean is that a thing that that (laughs) might be a thing i don't know i've heard that there are groups on facebook that you can do that so so, Anthony, you said you had, do you have a decanter? Do you use one? Um, you know, I, I have never really done that, uh, to tell you the truth. I don't have, since all this COVID stuff started and everything else, I guess if I really had an event where I was going to plan on drinking a whole bottle, I might decant it. But, you know, past wine, I've never been, been big on decanting whiskey. I'm actually just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. And so, um, I feel like I've imported a decanter. I might be gone in a night, and I'm not thinking about it the next day. Is there ever more of an old man move than a decanter, though? Like you know, that is a that's an old man flex right there. When you uh, you got your decanter sitting on your on your counter, you know, with the I don't know if, if I had to do that for every open bottle I had, we'd have six hundred decanters. Uh, the, oh. that, that's why I brought it up because we try so many. And I feel like if I pour one in a decanter, it may sit there for a year mm-hmm. and because I'm all over the place, you know, trying this bottle, that bottle, going, you know, out, trying other people's and I might forget what's actually in there. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to stick some masking tape on it with a label or something, you know. <laughs> that's going to kind of ruin the, 
That's going to ruin the crystal of the canter if you duct tape it with the Sharpie. I'm probably not using a crystal of the canter. (laughs) My decanter would probably be an old empty bottle that I ripped the label off of, I guess. Mine would be a coffee can. Do they still have coffee cans? Do those exist? I don't think so. (laughs) We've poured our first pour. It's got a very nice color. Yeah, it's very golden. So... So this is this is a 2018 bottle. I've heard from people that there's a lot of worry that bourbon has an expiration date. And most think you have to drink it within a year. But that does not seem to be the case at all. This yeah, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll be able to tell when we sip this one tonight. I mean, oh. uh, you know, I'm not afraid to admit it, but I don't know if there's bourbon that I've drank more than this bourbon. I think that uh, going back a couple of years, so... Should know what it tastes like by now, but it doesn't smells great. No. Looks great. Um, I've never had any bourbon personally spoil on me, um, but you know there is a lot of internet chatter about whether or not a whiskey can spoil within a certain amount of time. I think we we're talking, and you guys said maybe people were writing that it could be a year, maybe longer. Um, that people are saying you need to consume the whiskey. Of course, oxygen can get in there, taste the uh, changes the flavors a little bit, but. I've never really found it to change the flavor a whole bunch, but I guess we'll find out tonight, right? No, I mean, I mean, right off the bat, the nose as your standard caramel, vanilla, huge honey, huge honey notes. Oh, yeah. It's a weeder. Yeah, it's definitely a weeder. Great floral. Yeah, the floral sort of hits in the back of the, when you're smelling, you can pick up those big honey and vanilla, the floral sort of toward the back. Get a little ethanol, in the, like, very, very back. Yeah, the, just... At the end, like you said. That's probably what I get, and this sounds funny, but when I first tried it, it kind of had like a shaving cream kind of smell to it, which I'm assuming is probably alcohol in it, but... Oh, does Weller make a shaving cream? If you could foam that thing up right there, I'd (laughs) probably be able to get this beard off my face right here. I'd shave a lot more often if it tasted like Weller. Maybe a a line of aftershave? Oh, that'd be good. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a decanter, old man, you need some aftershave. If I have a decanter, it's gonna have scotch in it, and it'll have <laughs> six inches of dust on top of that. So, are we ready to taste here? Let's go. I'm getting some some seasoned wood out of that. Very mellow oak. I yeah. Would say. Not a lot of finish. I don't think. I was gonna say, is there a finish? I'm getting a little hug. It's it's not much. So I will tell you, gentlemen, I think the reason why a lot of people chase this and a lot of people make fun of it at the same time is because it is a dangerously smooth sipping bourbon. I don't know how you guys feel, but sometimes when I haven't had this in a while and I haven't had it in quite a while and I revisit it, um, it's definitely one of those where I'm like, got your classic flavors. You got some, some vanilla, some caramel. Definitely the honey goes from the nose back to the palate. As much as people want to say things about chasing wellers, um, I think that's why people will chase this because this is approachable, I would say, for your entry-level drinker and still enjoyable for everyone else. I think it's a solid middle ground thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you have something a little less desirable or cheaper, I guess you would say, and then you have this, you're like, oh, man, this this is this is really good. However, don't ever go anything better than this in the same night you have that or you'll never go back to this. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, this is really good, but it's a great way to end your night because if you try to go one step higher, 
you're going to realize that this one doesn't fall in that category. You know, so it stay it stays in his its lane as a yeah, as a as a, a good you know mid to low twenty dollar bottle. Yeah, that's definitely a good assessment, I would say. Oh, and it's just a great price. Yeah, like twenty, it's such a good price. I mean, even if they have it jacked up to thirty five or forty dollars, that's still compared to what a lot of these bourbons are today. Like it's to me, I think that's incredible that they can keep that at that at that price. I remember I was waiting in line at Total Wine one morning a couple of years back, and I missed all the good stuff. And when I went in there, they said, you know, we still got special reserve. I said, sure, I'll take a bottle of that. Yeah, I think it was $18 at Total Wine. Yeah, that's about right, yeah. <laughs> and so even though I was mad that I had wasted about an hour out of my morning, I was like, well, I'll take a bottle of special reserve for 18 bucks. Who would pass that up? No, I mean. Oh, I will never. If I see it, I will never pass it up if it's yeah. at a reasonable price, I guess. If we go into a store and we see a Buffalo Trace. Or, or the Weller Special Reserve. I mean, we're going to grab the Weller, I was saying. I would say, yeah. they're not going to have it on the shelf all the right. time. In our area, we see plenty of Buffalo Trace yeah, on the I shelf. Agree. Yeah, we... we uh, gosh, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm kind of mad at my home state here, you know. Uh, I'm an Ohio boy. I'm <laughs> born, born and raised. And, uh, you know, when you go up, up to Ohio, they just have so much Weller Special Reserve and the uh, old Weller... 107 OWA and it's it's crazy how much they have up there and then down here in Kentucky I mean most stores you might see it once or twice a month um, usually just once on and, allocation and it goes quick when it's out there and on that note when we were in uh, Jacksonville this past week uh, and we were talking to the, the guy that at one of the stores that we were at we asked about Weller and he's like no he's like um, the ABC stores, which are uh, uh, ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, are like private, privately owned stores in Florida. They have some kind of gentleman's agreement or contract with uh, Weller, and they are the only place in Florida where you can get Weller. And so, they they lucked into this deal. They yeah. made, apparently they made this deal almost was it almost thirty, 30 years, years ago. ago, and who knew obviously that it would become one of the most sold after brands and they have and they have a monopoly basically on it not only a monopoly but you have to be a member a paid member to even have the ability to have the option of purchasing it yeah from what i understand you might be able to get a special reserve walk in and get a special reserve but anything higher than that in the weller lineup you have to be spending the bucks at their store to 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 get into their vault they call it and uh you know, and that's wow. where you're going to get the other things. So that's insane. And then I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures on social media of Texas, right? So Texas seems to have Special Reserve and uh, Weller 12 just lined up everywhere. Oh, that uh, picture that in Arizona, they seem to have it oozing out of stores. Yeah, I feel like that's the push, though, is because in certain marketplaces where either they've made these agreements, like you guys mentioned, the one in Florida. For others, um, I think that that's where uh, a lot of this bourbon is going, and it's also going to markets where uh, it doesn't have the kind of saturation that it would otherwise. They have started putting it out, I've seen online, um, at the distillery now, at the gift shop at Buffalo Trace. That's not something that's always happened. And no, that's just like in the last couple months. Yeah. That probably has something to do with COVID. I think a lot of their a lot of their allocations and stuff like that are, are just kind of skewed right now, you know, with restaurants and bars being 
shut down or yeah. at least on limited capacity. I think that that probably has affected how uh, some bottles have gone out, I would think. but Oh, definitely, definitely. So what do you guys think about this in terms of the – would you be – well, I don't know, Stephen, what do you think? Would this be one that you're buying, passing on, trying? Definitely a purchase. you got to buy this just for the name alone, just with their entry-level product, the Special Reserve. It's it's great to drink by itself and just to have around. If you're collecting it, you want you want to have – you want to have Weller in your collection, so. Well, like the traders before us, I, I too am a trader, in in that, I will see when I see this bottle, I will buy it, um, for myself, but also just to have a couple extra on hand because there's always somebody that's wanting it, you know, and if you can find somebody that's willing to give you maybe something that you want um, or something that you're looking for because they're looking for this. You know, this is always a good uh, a good bottle to have for for some trade value. Um, you know, I don't want to be the guy sucking it all up at the stores, but I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll grab it and every every time I see it. So especially at a decent price, twenty five dollars or so. You know what's interesting about this? So I have a really hard time with this because this is a bourbon that I have literally been buying every single time I see it since since about two thousand thirteen. And lo and behold, when it came to actually getting together tonight to taste this, I didn't have a bottle of it, <laughs> which was the craziest thing. And so I thought to myself, how did that happen? And I think it's kind of the reason why what Michael said, I had a couple that I probably bartered with a little bit, traded here and there. But then the other thing is, is I stopped buying it because it's one of those bourbons that I would entertain with, right? So... If you want something nice to entertain with, but you want people to, you know, obviously not be coming over and drinking your top shelf every single time they're over, then I would have the Weller. And since with COVID, I'm not doing a whole lot of entertaining, and so I stopped buying it. And now I'm kind of thinking I need to pick back up on that, right? Um, I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't have a bottle on my shelf for for us to taste. So um, I think I would definitely buy, but I think there's also a reason why maybe over the years now I've been drinking it quite a long time that I've passed a little bit more recently than I normally would. And I think it's just because of what you said earlier on, which is that fatigue, right? You get a little bit of fatigue or if you drink it against something else, you're like, oh, what am I going to drink that for again? You know, you kind of forget. But this has been very pleasant. I think that I'm going to be back on the buy train after tonight. It also makes it great just to have it around if you need to give a gift. Yeah, exactly. It's not that expensive, and I think it can make a big impression with someone. They see it, you, nice, oh, I got a Weller bottle, you know? Yeah. That, if you look at the presentation, look at the story they have on the back of the bottle. I mean, it's way better than that. It does more justice to the whiskey than I could when I was talking about it, but uh, they you know, mentioned the whole history of uh, Weller and Sons and Sitzel Weller and Van Winkle, and so that's always going to be something that's attractive to anybody that's getting this bottle. And I'm glad to have a lot of it around now so that I'm sure the day will come where my wife will grab it and use it in her cooking or her baking. And I'm <laughs> it. I, I, I'd rather have her do that with this than, than maybe something a little bit better, right? Because uh, my wife doesn't know. She's just going to go, oh, the recipe called for bourbon, so I just threw some bourbon in there. Oh, great, you... Through a forty dollar pour in there, <laughs> always some poor guy around the holidays loses the Van Winkle or something to his wife who's cooking. 
some cookies or cake or something. So might as well have the weather around for that, right? Might as well. Well, I think uh, seriously, though, um, probably, you know, and they do a good job on their bottle of talking about how they are, they call themselves the original, I think they call it the original, the original Original weeded bourbon. bourbon. And I don't think I knew anything about what weeded was, um, you know, before, before Weller. I'd had Maker's Mark, but I didn't realize that that was a weeded bourbon, you know, Um, and then... Once you start learning a little bit about Weller and liking Weller, then you start to realize. I think I think it helps, kind of uh, refine your your what you like uh, in a bourbon. You know whether you like the spicy with the with the high rye content or you like the weeded um, that's a little bit sweeter. Um, so I I think that's kind of cool that they put that on there because um, that kind of makes them stand out, I guess. Yeah, it does, and it's not without a slight bit of controversy because um, I've read a lot of nice articles over the years about who really was the first weeded bourbon and, you know, what does it mean to actually be weeded bourbon and so forth. So um, that's definitely uh, something that is is notable about this one versus others. Well, then you can start looking them up, you know, and start realizing, okay, well, if I like this one, but it's hard to get, the Weller, um, you know, but I, I, I liked it. So I think I like the weeded bourbons. Then you can start looking at, okay, well, Maker's Mark is a weeded bourbon or Larceny is a weeded bourbon. And, you know, and so you can start to, you know, maybe figure out what you like and what you can get in your area too, you know, that's um, for about the same price and a little bit more available. So another one, we'll have to drink that one night, but I was going to say I was listening to some thing with Buffalo Trace recently and they were talking about how um, a lot of their mash bills and a lot of their different flavor profiles come from where barrels are stored in the warehouse, not like they take all the Weller and put it one place um, or the E.H. Taylor or the Blantons or whatever. But I do remember visiting Buffalo Trace when it was one of the first distilleries that I went to when I first got to Kentucky and this smell that you have this nose on the Weller uh, very much smells like the warehouse that I was in. And I went there with my aunt and uncle and my uncle was kind of a funny guy. So he was trying to like, you know, find any of the, the liquid seeping from the barrel so he could try to taste it. So they wouldn't want my uncle around uh, during the COVID times because he was like licking barrels and stuff. It was kind of embarrassing. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to picture this guy walking through there, trying to like sticking his tongue out, hoping something's dripping from a barrel. Like, <laughs> Sounds like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah, or like watching. Well, you know how, we used to have a cat that drank. Sweet. We used to have a cat that drank from the sink, you know. And that's kind of what I'm picturing here is this cat that's like waiting for the drops of of water to come from the sink. And maybe we should, in hindsight, maybe we should have put some water in his bowl, and that would have been better for him. But <laughs> just like that with your uncle, maybe you should have just bought him a bottle, and he wouldn't have had to do that. But maybe, hey, you know. I think he still would have done it anyway. He saw stuff seeping out of the barrels and he said he wanted to try it. So he was trying to think good to get any kind of that flavor. Cause I'll tell you what, when you walk in one of those Rick houses, um, the Buffalo trace, the smell is just phenomenal. And you get a lot of those same, you know, same on the nose of this weller. It's always reminded me of that. That's why I've always been fond of it. And I guess yeah, a lot of people probably, uh, well, it up. Yeah. Well, weller is like the, uh, you know, the closest thing to Pappy, some of these people are going to get, you know, and so they always think that like, this is the, 
you know, I don't know, maybe I've heard this somewhere, but this is like, you know, Weller is always like the reject pappy and the, the stuff that just didn't, you know, didn't make the cut. And uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it uh, it reminds me of going to the Anheuser-Busch uh, factory or plant. Um, I went on a tour there one time. Was that in St. Louis? In St. Louis. And uh, a friend of mine and myself were up there and we went on it and they were showing us everything and, you know... The, the big open floor where everything's produced and then there's like the floor is wet you know and there's water on the floor and all that kind of stuff and so as we're as we're touring it um you know and they're talking about this is where Budweiser's you know all this is where Budweiser's produced and all that stuff and the, and the floor is wet and a guy behind me in the tour goes and all that that's on the floor that's the natty light right you know and so <laughs> It, you know, so it's kind of like the reject stuff, you know, and so that's kind of what I was thinking here with the Weller. What I think when people say this is like the rejected uh, pappies, and I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a good story. So, fantastic story, and I mean, hey, there's no denying it's the same mash mash bill, and you know, that's just uh, that's what it is. It all comes from the same place. I mean, prior to a certain time period, you know, with Van Winkle's having a lot of tanked juice that's now since run out. Uh, you know, everybody always wanted the old stuff, but now it's all coming from the same place. So it might be rejected. It might be, you know, they might set them aside in different places, but it's definitely a good story. Definitely something I want to have more of. As I watch Steven pouring another, uh, another glass of this big boy here, I can't help but think these handles are huge, and it takes it is a workout to get this thing up onto uh lift it up to to pour a, another glass here but they do not make it convenient i mean it, it isn't awkward i mean you call them handles for a reason right and this these it's don't even lacking and handle. they don't even have a handle give me a handle on it right they got that nice pour on top though to help you out <laughs> yeah they got it's got the uh the the strainer at the top or whatever that thing is <laughs> yeah like plastic things up there there you go that's that's all that'll help you out but uh, well you know that's uh I don't know. Maybe Weller's the closest thing I'll ever get to Pappy, but no, it isn't. Bah! Come on, we're just regular guys. I, I don't have anything like that. We're not getting paid by um, them. We're not getting sent. I'm gonna I'm gonna arrange something where we can, uh, you know, maybe get our hands on one of those bottles and do a tasting one time. Maybe that'd be fun. Or we can do like Stephen did a couple years ago and schmooze some people at a bar who were celebrating a a big event and they were already half drunk and they were buying Pappy and he somehow managed to get a taste of theirs when they poured it for from the bar so <laughs> that's amazing where was i at again i need to be there oh, man. this this bar it was in it was in covington which is just outside of cincinnati do you remember the name of it i think it was the old kentucky bourbon bar or something wasn't it it was i think that's what the name of it was. it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen i mean they had so much bourbon so much. And, I think I know um, what you're talking about. It was, <clears throat> it's right, it's right there by the river. Yeah, it's in the, the main Strauss village. There's a, there's a Goodfellas right there and, and uh, pizza and, um, yeah. but yeah, that was impressive. It, it was impressive even for us living in a place where we have impressive collections at almost every restaurant and bar, you know. Um, and they were not expensive. They were not out, outrageous. They had, they had daily flights on the menu they had cocktails on there and standard prices. Every shelf was two to three bottles deep per shelf. Yeah. And they had it separated, weeded and rye. It was a great experience. 
And the bartender told us they, they take bets on how long they can go in their shifts before somebody asks them about Pappy, and he said none of them have ever gone more than, like, 30 minutes. Oh, man. Uh, but it does remind me of how, how lucky we are to, to be where we are and all the, all the selection that we have at some of these bars and restaurants, especially here in Lexington. You know, I, I look on these Facebook pages, seriously, and at these bars, and they're, they're, they're looking, and they're, they're bragging about the menu, the, the, the selection, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just want to reply and be like, oh, a selection like that here in Kentucky, we call that Applebee's, you know? And <laughs> that's kind of the way it is. But we actually, yeah. we actually learned a lot going to Jacksonville. Shout out to Riverside Wine and Spirits. But they just, I mean, they have... They have a they had a great selection for what we saw, but as far as the the variant of under one label, a standard liquor store in town, they just couldn't compete. And I, I'm guessing their goal was they had a lot of Wyoming bourbon, a lot of stuff from out west. And they had a uh, local distillery that did they finish their bottles in or finish their uh, their whiskey in Weller barrels? What was the story behind that do you remember that do you remember that bottle we were, i do remember the bottle we were talking about it uh i don't remember we'll have to get them on a podcast and let them talk about it a little bit because uh i'm sure that they would like to they are they love talking about it so and they love giving samples just but it was fun it was fun just kind of being in different town yeah, talking seeing, talking bourbon not you know seeing you know what they get and what else they get because they probably get stuff we don't get just because of I think most of the stores around here like to be Kentucky proud in a way and yeah. and get local, you know, local state stuff. I always say we're we're probably in the best place in the world for bourbon, but we might also be in the worst place in the world because we have so many right near us, but then at the same time there are so many people that are looking for it around here that if you're not up early, you're uh you know, you're going to miss out. So the Weller line only got more recognition this year. Uh, by the Goose Island uh, Bourbon County Stout aged to one of their premiums in Weller 12 barrels, I believe, or Weller barrels, but they aged it for two years or something like that. And so that name recognition is just going to keep going through the roof with things like that, collaborations. Like you were saying, that store has ones that they were you know, possibly aging stuff in Weller barrels and stuff like that. That's just They're just going to keep going with it. It's going to keep increasing in popularity. Even though it's popular, I will just tell you guys out there, you shouldn't overpay for it. I mean, we talk about the big ones uh, locally here. If you're trying to buy them on a secondary market, probably get away 60, 70 bucks for a big one. And for a small one, probably, what, like 40, 45. On, sec- uh, on secondary? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's important to mention nowadays, though, because some people will go to a local liquor store in town and they'll buy one for sixty bucks and think they just got a deal. No, it's and, it's always good to know the secondary price, even even MSRP, because when you go into a store for something like this, they might post it for a hundred dollars, and you're oh, like, yeah. I can get that, you know, you can get that cheaper elsewhere. And I think we all probably have our our fingers on the secondary market pretty good, especially on online. And how many times yeah. do you hear, "I'm new here, is sixty five dollars too much to pay for this?" As they already have the bottle in their car, you know, and I'm like, yeah. well. I was going to tell you yes, but you've already bought it. So, uh, I just think it's good to mention because, yeah, you know, I hate seeing people overpay for things, but it's just the reality of today's market. People are going to overpay for stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely will, especially with the Weller name. 
they hear they got well or they're coming in on two wheels into that parking lot that's for sure i had a a guy um at my work uh they were using our facilities for something and so as a thank you he brought he, he didn't he wasn't a bourbon guy and uh he brought a, a handle of Weller Special Reserve as a thank you for letting him use our facilities. He's like, I'm not a bourbon guy. He goes, but everybody that, everybody around me told me this was a pretty good gift. I was like, uh, yeah, that was a really good gift. We appreciate that. Don't worry. That's, that's going to get used. Before we go, I wanted to thank everyone that uh, had downloaded and reviewed us on the various platforms. Um, it's very humbling to see others were listening to this, so... The three of us want to thank you personally. With that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat. Mm-hmm.